was a cold January night. There's a woman strapped to a table, little cuts, bruises all over her body. She pans around. She can't quite see anyone, but she knows he's there looking at her. Finally, she sees him standing there, smoking a cigarette, admiring the work he just did. She begs him, she pleads with him to stop the pain, stop the torture. The more and more she begs, the happier he seems to be. At this point, she doesn't care if she lives or dies. She just wants it all to stop. He walks around her, rubs his hand up and down her body. He knows that he's in control and there's nothing she can do about it. Tears drip down her face. She knows at this moment this will be her last. And that was the last night Elizabeth Short was alive. And with that, this is Captivated Minds. I'm Jake. And I'm Stan. And this is uh, part three on the Black Dahlia. And with this part, we're going to actually talk about one individual. And uh, his name is George Hodel. And if no one really knows who George Hodel is, he was a suspect in the Black Dahlia, the Black Dahlia, Dahlia case. case. And he was, I mean, really <laughs> one well, of the main... Well, there was a couple of there main, was a couple of main suspects we talked about in the other episode. Well, this one's so good because his son even thinks he did it, and yeah. his and his son is actually a detective and an author. He wrote uh, one, I of, mean, the, one, one of, the, of the books that we used our research for too. Yeah, is is part of him. So, um, what's that? Let's dive in. No, into we'll it. dive right in. George Hill Hodel Jr. was born October tenth, nineteen o seven, and raised in Los Angeles, California. His parents was George Hodel Sr. and Esther Hodel, a Russian Jewish uh, architect. Oh, wow. Well, that's what his mother was, which is kind of neat. That is kind of neat. They're only, and he was the only son. Uh, had no siblings. Um, he actually had a very high intelligence. He scored 186 IQ on an early uh, IQ test. He that- was... Now, does he, uh, any of your information say how his relationship was with his parents at all? No, nothing. nothing I mean, nothing concrete as far as I could tell, it was a normal childhood. Normal? Uh, normal childhood for the early 1900s. Yeah. Um, he was also a uh, musical prodigy. He learned to play the piano at a very early age, and he would actually play the piano in concerts um, that his father would uh, manage. So he was, his father was, was like, like a conductor? Managed, yeah. Um, his father was like his manager. He would set up different different places. He played um, several different uh, um, auditoriums, um, outdoor cathedrals, um, and even uh, a few colleges. Did it say what instruments he played? Just piano. Just piano. Wow. And uh... he could play it. He could memorize all the music and just play it by memory. He never had to have to have sheet music. Did it say what? year he started playing piano when he was a kid right i guess um what i found was about uh eight years old he started and he really got like really perfected it by the age of 15 so that's a few a, lot, a few years of practice and really i'm sure his father really digging that into him a little bit to go 
harder on the piano because it is, you know, a form of art. Oh, yeah. He also graduated high school by the age of 15. Smart. Which is not too bad. It's pretty smart. I mean, he's pretty smart. For that time period, yeah, it's very smart. And then he enrolled in the California Institute of Technology. So that's not too bad. You graduate 15, then you're right off to college. Right in Caltech. Caltech's right. a pretty good Caltech. school, too. So by, by the age of 15... Graduates high school. He's in college. He was forced to leave the university after one year due to a sex scandal scandal involving his professor's wife. Oof, that's a, that's a big one. Although there is no there's no actual accounts that's posted on the web. It's all right now. It's all hearsay. I mean, it's really the professor actually saying, "Yeah, the guy slept with my wife at the age of 16. 16? <laughs> right. Wow, he must have uh, really wooed the wife there pretty good then. A 16-year-old kid yeah. in college. In college. Uh, he did uh, impregnate a girl um, also in college, a classmate. She lost the baby, and he pretty much after that said good riddance to her, just cast her out. It's kind of a dick move. Well, yeah, but <laughs> why not? Uh, but around 1928... Hodel was in a common law marriage with a woman named Emily and had a son uh, by the name Duncan. In the 1930s, he was legally married to a model from San Francisco, Dorothy Anthony, and her daughter by her name Tamar. Now, Tamar, I'm going to just say remember that name. It's a name we'll come across well, a few times. We're going to come across. So already he's had two wives. Yep, yeah, one was a common law marriage. This so, was so, but he still has a kid with the first wife. Yes, correct. So he's a kid with the first wife, and then he marries again not too long after, and then this second wife has a daughter. Correct. Yep. Perfect. Uh, Holden, oh sorry, Hodel graduated from Berkeley pre med in June nineteen thirteen. So so Cal- he Caltech, he and did Caltech, and then, then Berkeley. Berkeley. Yep. So he it was pre-med. And then he enrolled in the University of California in San Francisco and received his medical d- degree June 1936. Now remember, um, he was born 1907. So, I mean, he's still a young guy to actually get his doctorate. That's, that's really good. After he established, established a medical practice... And it was a very good success. He became uh, the head of his own his own country his own counties. Um, he became a med- member and a head of the con- local country club. In 1940s, he was uh, he was now drinking a lot, and he started to turn a little darker, and that upsetted his new wife. So he's a little, he was drinking too much. Pretty much. Um, at this point, his drunken sex drive, what his ex, well, his wife would say, he would actually go out and he'd sleep with hundreds of women. No. Hundreds. That's, and she was okay with that? She, she wasn't, but what would happen is when he got home in his drunken state, he would then beat his wife and beat his daughter. Oh, that's, how he, that's how he was. Hodel's second legal wife, whom he married in 1940, 
uh, was Dorothy Harvey, and they had three sons, one of which would be Stephen Hodell, the, the man the writer, the who detective. wrote the books. He's a detective. Now, the cool so, thing about... So he's had like four marriages already. At four this marriages, marriages, and we're talking now... Four or five kids? Five kids that he knows about. Yeah. Like I said, he sleeps with all these women, stuff like that. Now, he still sees all of his kids. And he has this weird relationship with Tamar. He would actually pick Tamar up and they would go to all these drunken parties where he would actually force her to have sex with people throughout the party. That's messed up. Now, that's, uh, yeah, that's really fucked for up. a while she kind of went along with it. She, her whole thing was like, oh, my dad wants me to do this. He's giving me drugs and alcohol, so I'm going to kind of like be involved with this. But then the, it, it turned for the worse. I mean, how could it get much That's pretty bad right there. How can it get much worse than that? So this is when he slept with his daughter. No, come on. And got her pregnant. And so he slept with his daughter, got her pregnant. He took her to a, uh, they call it a, uh, a back alley abortion clinic. Pretty much abortion at the time especially here, was illegal. But there's certain doctors and stuff that will do it. I mean, if, and if he had a lot of money, you can get away with a lot. Of, with the right amount of money, anything can be done. So really. what, it, what it really is, is it's also who he is. So he's this well-known doctor, and he's like this local playboy where he kind of feels like he can get away with everything and anything, and nothing's going to stop him. So why does he, at this point... In your opinion, does he think he's above the law? Oh, yeah, de- definitely. Because so some of the people that visited his practice and something I didn't cover, but I'll cover now in his practice, he saw politicians, police officers, even the chief of police knew him very well, knew secrets that they told him. So he knew that. So he, he had it, some sway over some people. Right. You're saying. And also some of the people at these parties were also politicians and police officers or even well-known people of the area. So he kind of had dirt on everyone so he could get away with everyone. And we'll see that that plays out when we get to our next thing, which would be some of the things he was implemented in. Now, the first thing he was implemented in was the suspicious murder of his secretary. It was by a drug overdose. But the thing is, she had strangulation marks around her neck and bruises all over her body like she was beaten. But the police and coroner put it as a drug overdose. Now, I wonder if there are any correlations to uh, Elizabeth Short's body and the findings of this body in regard to how it was found not like how the body itself was you know cut and split and drained and all that but i mean just the the composition of maybe shoot they were choked the same or maybe something similar to catch them on that kind of level now the the one thing everyone was wondering why why would he murder his secretary anyways well his secretary actually went everywhere with him and knew everything And he was being investigated for financial fraud. He would bill his patients 
for tests that he never performed and he'd pocket the cash. Now, she knew about this. So, like, money laundering almost. Right. And what, what the word is that she was about ready to go to the police and let them know. And he did not want that to happen. Did it say what drug she overdosed on? No, it never did. It just said that she overdosed. It's hmm. weird. Now, during during this time, a uh, couple months later, that's when Elizabeth's body was found was after this after the secretary now in the last couple episodes we covered how her body was found bruises cuts ligature marks on her her uh wrists and ankles drained blood drained of blood she had that smile permanently like cut, cut into her, her. Uh, there uh, there was also bruising on her head um, that was uh found from the corners too right she was cut in half um, she was raped with multiple objects. Um, so when they talked about, like you were just saying, the bruises on the woman and stuff, this guy has the ability. He has the, um, drive, strength, the drive to do this to these women. He didn't care. He, he didn't. I mean, you could tell by how he treated most of his He thought wives. there was no consequences for his actions. Right. So her body was found. Now he was only spoken to once at this point about the murder. He was only spoken to once. And it was a quick thing. Someone said that they recognized his car. What type of car was it? It that I didn't get. I didn't was it get a black one. Ford sedan? Maybe it was. But I didn't I didn't get when I was they just said they recognized his, his car. car. Sometimes cops just do will say that also just to back in those days just to get a guy in hey someone recognized your car were you around the area stuff like that try so. to get an alibi out of them any way they can even right. if they're not a suspect they want to know as much as they know basically yeah so then after the mur- after the murder of her is when um, Elizabeth short is when Tamar decided to step up and she filed charges Rape charges against her father. Now, at that time, that was really unheard of. Right. This is, what, 40s? 40s. Yeah, that's very unheard of. Now, just before this, Tamar actually gave birth to a child. She gave birth to a child, and they sent her away. Now, what the family did, what the father and the mother said, was she was impregnated by a guy of color and didn't want the, the publicity, the stress of raising... A interracial child. Because this was the 50s. 40s. 40s. Sorry, yeah, yeah, 40s. So, late 40s, early 50s, civil rights movement, all this stuff. It was still a, it was a big thing. It was a hot topic. So, they sent her away to have the child. Now, for a long time, the child herself actually thought she was interracial. We actually watched a series it's, about this a while ago. We watched a series, right. Yeah. It's even on her birth certificate. That her father was African-American. It wasn't until years later they found out that it was actually the father who got the daughter pregnant yeah. again. Which is still messed up. Which is really messed up. So she, what she did was she took him to court about rape, about all the stuff that he made her go through, all the stuff that he would do to other women at these parties. That was his, his big thing. His big topic was, I mean, her big topic was, hey... He's doing all this 
real raunchy things and no one's doing anything. So this went all the way to like a grand jury. So it went past, they, they didn't want a regular jury to do this. They wanted uppers because they figured this guy did have some pull. Well, guess what? He still had pull. That's not good. Still had pull. So they accused. How much, how much pull did he have? Did, it, did you go into it at so, all with the jury? Like, did he have any of so in his the, pocket or the something? So the jury, there was no one in his pocket or anything. But what the prosecutors did, well, the, sorry, the, the defense, defense. defense did was they made it turn all around on her that she was a slut, she was always drugged, there's no way her father had sex with her. It was all in her head. And all these parties and stuff, her father wasn't there. It was all her. It was all make-believe. That was the whole thing. They tried to spin it. Right. Now, in an interview that Tamar did, so he got away with this. Everything. So got he away. cleared. He's cleared from he's, the grand he's jury. Cleared. He's nothing happens. Innocent. From nothing happens to him. Wow. Everything happens to her though. She got was ridiculed. She had to move out of state. Stuff like that. And in her interview with her, she talks about the night Elizabeth Short was murdered. On that night, she remembers hearing moans and even screams coming from her basement. She never. Now, now did she leave, live with? Yeah, at the time. At the time. Yeah. She heard these screams because this was right before he left them and the murder happened right before she left them and became a a father and a husband to another family. She heard all this stuff, but she never questioned it. She just thought it was another one of these girls that he brought home without the mom knowing was having fun with her in the basement. While his ideal fun... Is a little screwed up. That's right. <laughs> now, like I said, this but, guy was but, never but without without knowing, without her seeing. We're right. just kind of right. speculating a little speculating. bit what she could have heard or seen. I mean, so she hears and she does all this. Now, after this happens, after the murder happens, right? He then becomes a, a father and a husband to this new family. Steven, right? The, the Odell family. They move out of California. They actually move all the way to Japan for a bit. Overseas. Really? Yeah. He just wants to be over there. Try something new. And he stayed over there. And supposedly nothing happened. He was a loving father. Everything. They moved back to the States. And he died of old age. Hmm. Here in the States. It wasn't until after his father died that Stephen decided to do some digging. Digging, And what he found was mind-blowing. Now, he knew he, he didn't like his half-sister Tamar because he felt like his half-sister Tamar, he heard stories about her, about how she falsely accused, even though she didn't, falsely accused their, her, father. their father of rape. And she, she also said that she believes he killed someone. So he starts digging through. He finds pictures of Emily. I mean, Elizabeth. Together. Them together. Tamar like, and Elizabeth together? Uh, Tamar, Elizabeth, and George. Really? At parties. At some of these real f- parties that they would go to, right? Uh, there would be pictures of just George and Elizabeth at these parties. They knew each other. 
I'm, uh, so, I'm sure. It was a tight-knit area that Elizabeth was in, Right, too. so at this point, he's sitting there going, wait a minute, what, what else am I doing? This, this can't be right. My father never knew her. So he starts digging more and more and more. What he found was they actually had a real good relationship. They knew each other very well. How, like, were they dating or something like that? So kind of with, sleeping around with, or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, sleeping around is pretty much what it is. Yeah, they, acquaintance. Yeah, <laughs> because at some point uh, during the last couple of episodes, we did discuss how Elizabeth Stewart was kind of private with some matters of her life too. Even to some of her friends, she didn't really expose all of her relationships either, and that could have been one of the secret relationships that she had too. But also, she was an up and coming actress, right? So you would, you would think definitely she would want to be part of these big parties, get her name known. Get her name known. I mean, there. you're talking. If that's not the best way to do it, but that's still a way to get your name out there, though. I mean, you're talking, like I said before, politicians, people from the area. So maybe producers, directors, at, uh, talent agencies. Who knows? I mean, are are here, and she's like, oh, if I go to these parties, and maybe I'll do whatever it takes to get parts. Or whatever. You that's just, not. That's not the greatest way to. It's think not about, the greatest but, way. But I mean, if at she's, that time period, in that time period, and if she's struggling to get work, get work. I mean, why not? So he he keeps digging further and further into his father's past, and he uncovers a whole bunch of interrogation paperwork that the police actually classified. And just threw away because they knew him. Really? So they interviewed him for a quick minute about because they someone saw his car, right? This was them bringing him back because there was some sort of evidence linking him to, to her. Case. Now, it doesn't say what evidence because, as we know, this case is still... Ongoing. Ongoing. A lot of it's still locked up. Sealed. Now, him being a detective, he can look at most of it. He can look at some, not but all. Not I'm all sure, of I'm, it. I'm sure some of it was above his pay grade, too. Now, was he retired when he did this, or was he still an act, active uh, policeman when he was doing this? You know this? what? It never actually said. Never said if he was or not. That might be something to look at. Just, just, just curiosity. Yeah, I'm just curious. If, if he was retired, that would give him something to do in his spare time. But if he was actually active in doing this, that just goes to show how how detailed and how in-depth he went to into his family while you know this was kind of his and spare time I'm project. I'm also wondering, because it was his father, if some people were like, hey, look, this is your father. There's this conflict of interest type of thing. You shouldn't really be looking at it. But I would say, well, if he's dead... That's a completely different story. Different story. So you should be able to sit there and go into it. Think of it objectively and kind of figure out if his father really did potentially kill the Black Dahlia. Right. So this is when he also started thinking about when they lived overseas. Now, like I said before, what everyone said was he was a very loving father when they lived overseas. I mean, they had a good time. Uh, he wasn't abusive, anything like that. But he remembers his father always coming home really late, um, shirts always messed up, maybe his pants are ripped, and he's a doctor. Well, where are you going? What, what are you of, doing? What type of doctor is that? What kind of doctor are you? What are you doing? So he never really questioned it. He just knew, okay, maybe something happened at work. Maybe it was rough. 
Who knows? He just thought it was weird. So if he was the Dahlia killer, right? To me, we've talked about this before. There's an ink when when a guy starts killing, there's always an increase, right? Yes. You get to that berserker mode or mode, that peak. That peak, right? You start out slow. So it never says what like as far as you know, he was a great kid. But maybe his parents didn't know that he tortured animals. That's why that's why I was asking you that earlier, right. how the relationship was, because we did a lot of uh episodes this summer about a lot of serial killers and how their parents affected their relationship or lack thereof affected their relationship. Or even if they were moving, it turned them into a sadistic individual. So that's why I was just curious. Maybe the father put too much pressure on him to be a perfectionist mm -hmm. in piano, and that was part of it. It could be. But you think about it. He goes from, he goes from possibly murdering his secretary. Again, he was cleared of that. Right, there was they, no evidence against him at all. They said it was a drug overdose. Again, sounds, like I said, sounds weird. It sounds weird. He knew people, so that's what it sounds. But if he, so he would have to have gone from maybe it's all the abuse he would give people, women, his kids, that led into him doing his first kill, his secretary. Like I said, this is all speculation, right? Then, but the thing is, between his secretary. Right between his secretary and the Black Dahlia, it just seems like something had to happen between them. Because if you look at how he supposedly killed his secretary, right, it was more of a quick thing. He took his time with Elizabeth. So we mentioned too that there might have been two serial killers. Maybe right. maybe Odell was one of them, and maybe and he had a partner. Partner. Um, because moving her body, one person, it would have taken a lot because it was cut in half. That just takes like a, it just it's heavy body. Well, this is what I'm also wondering: if you drain a body, because this body was drained too, would it be lighter? The secretary? No, the uh, black, black dahlia. dahlia. Yeah, it would be a lot lighter. Maybe right. Now I'm thinking that he had a loss of control at some point because with all these women and parties and things like that, he sounded like he wanted to be in control of the situation. So. So this, so this is my, my theory I'm going on. I, I do like him for... A potential? A potential killer. guy to kill... That killed the Black Dog. Right. But I think there are murders that happened... Between those Between two. the secretary and her. What if there were some before that we just don't know about? It could be before. The Dahlia right. could have been the peak. Like that, the, the, right. the, the top, like the apex of his... Yeah. You know, predatory behavior. So I'm thinking... He, he was moving up to it. I'm thinking he got to her, and he did this peak, right? She was... Just the way you... We've we seen the... the all, photos. all the photos and stuff. I'm speechless every time I look at them, because they were just... At first, you think it is fake, but it, then when you actually fake, know yeah. that it's a real, real person, yeah. it's just mind-blowing that some someone... I'm not going to say guy, but someone could do this to another individual. It's just, it's weird. But I'm thinking he had murders in between, and then when he went overseas, he had murders there. He could have stopped, too. If he had his, he, if he had his family there, and he had murdered here, and then when he moved and got remarried and had new kids, going to a new location would, could have been a, a fresh start for him, and that way there, he maybe didn't have that urge to kill, or... 
it could have been too much because the family was constantly there and didn't give him the available time to kill. Well, see, why I'm thinking he killed over there is because there was no abuse in that family. The, the wife was fine. The boys were fine. But on the other marriages and stuff, they talked about how he was a drunk and abusive and stuff like that. So what I was thinking was he was going out and drinking. And the reason why he's coming home like all torn up and stuff, either he's hooking up with a bunch of hookers or something, and that's how his clothes were, or he, or both. He's killing them and having sex with them. Or he's in drunken stupors and falling I just down don't, and stuff. Too. I just don't, I can't imagine someone hitting this peak of how brutal they killed this person. Unless, unless we're thinking about it wrong, and this is the first one. Right, then again. So, so... so I think the secretary, she was just strangled, right? And yeah. it was supposedly an overdose? Yeah. So she was strangled. Now, that's small compared to the Black Dahlia. You'd have, that's a quite a bit, bit of a jump or an incline. I would say that the, the Black Dahlia was probably the first. If you're going to be that detailed and that meticulous, you're taking your time. From what you said about the secretary, it sounded like it was a quick, hey, I'm angry at you for potentially talking to the police the black dahlia we don't know what the motive is because that that's some, what we have for information well i've said this to you before this murder reminds me so much of like jack the ripper you know what i mean just the way he he was so precise that's why i definitely i like him because he could have been influenced because i that's why i definitely like this guy because he's a, a a doctor he's a doctor you know, and he's, he's smart too like and you said he's earlier. smart how many times how many serial killers have we done where their IQs are so out there. You know what I mean? Because it's almost like you reach this certain point of like intelligence. And it stops. Where it tapers off almost. Where, where you're insane at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I have a 186 IQ, but I love killing people. Yeah. It's almost like their brain is trying to compensate for how smart it's re- they are. It's rewired in a different way. But yeah, yeah. That's... I mean, it's like in you know that primal part of a brain. It's almost like because they're so smart, that part is like out there, like fight or flight. Maybe it's because those brains are always on the fight mode, so they have no way of just turning it off. So they're always fighting for the next kill or fighting to whatever. Because I, I mean, with her body and stuff, um, you can definitely tell that it was a very personal personal kill. This person took their time with her. It was very personal. So another thought I had was, did he kill her because she was going to go to the wife and say, hey, look, he's been sleeping with me. And That's blah, a motive. Blah, blah. Yeah, that's a motive right there. Did he kill her because he got her pregnant? That's that was something. Motive. That was something we talked about yeah, in the last one. That's two motives. I mean, he's known for getting people pregnant. <laughs> he's also in L.A. too, so he has motive and means. Right. Um, now, I don't know if you did this at all, but did you find out any times in the 1940s where he was near or and or around the, the site of the Dahlia? Yeah, he was actually staying at a, um, a hotel, which was about two and a half miles from the, the body dump. And their two miles is not far enough. And their house at the time was ten miles from where the body was. So either war. So ten and, miles is a lot further if he was staying there at that time. But 
you were saying that he was two miles away, roughly. Right. So he may have. He I mean, could've, he could have had so motive, he, means, and opportunity. So, so this this does sound when, about right. When I read that, this is what I thought. I thought he killed her at the house because what Tamara said, right? Killed her at the house. He went, he dumped the body off, and then he went and stayed in a hotel right down the road. That would make Con- sense. Kind of just like started at A, went to B, ended at C, and then he went back to A. But from what we talked about with the black sedan, it visited the site twice. Twice, right. It came around the first time early on in the morning and then came back around, dropped something off, and then drove away because we have various witness accounts saying mm-hmm. that there was a black sedan. Now, I'm wondering if we kept digging, could we find that maybe Odell owned a black sedan at one Yeah, point? I'll have to definitely, and then I'll... Maybe we'll come I'll, back to this on a conspiracy corner just right, to see. Just you know. to see if he had a black sedan or something, which would be kind of neat to see. Yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty... What I find fascinating about this, it's pretty sad that his own son... His own son will go and say, hey, I... This could have happened. I loved the man, but now I'm finding out how fucked up he was. And now, like, I've lost all respect for him. I don't know I don't know who I am as an individual thinking that my dad was such a great man, but I'm, I'm finding out he did a lot of screwed up things. Now him and his sister Tamar, his half-sister, they actually get along pretty well now because now he understands, he believes her. He, I, he was probably brainwashed by the father. Well, it's to a, not to a certain extent. To a certain extent, extent. It's, it's because he had such a good relationship with him. It, like, like I said, he wasn't abusive in this in this family. He wasn't abusive. He was very loving. He was very supportive. He was all that stuff. Drastically different. Drastically the other, different. The other two. So it's like, I guess you're kind of right. It's almost like he went into retirement mode. That's right. You know what I mean? Uh, like he he, he changed he found a this little, found little this bit. family. And decided, oh, maybe I just want to... Maybe I'm done. Yeah, maybe I screwed I, up a little I bit got, too much. I got it out. I yeah. got it out of me. Yeah. I mean, which is kind of weird, but it's a possibility. It is a Who possibility. Knows? Like, but maybe there was also no other... This is going to sound really bad, but daughters around. Right. That could have been uh, the other thing yeah. to think about, because he was with Tamar at some point, or like from what she had said... But since there were sons, that's maybe I mean maybe right. a little different. We don't we don't know, but that could be another reason why he didn't do anything. So, with the ending part of this, who or whom would you think did this? Do you think what what is your speculation? Do you think it was one individual? Do you think it was a team? Do you think it was a man? Do you think it was a woman? I think I think it could have been both. I think it could have been a team. That's for sure because. From what we had talked about in the previous two episodes about Elizabeth's life and how she'd kind of lied about various people and slept with various people, we don't know. I mm-hmm. mean, I think she may have pissed off a few people, and it could have been a team, but we don't without the evidence or without really knowing her last few days. It's hard to tell. I think it was a team, but I, that's just my opinion. But from what you did mention with o, about Odell, it could have just been one sadistic individual too. Really, really sadistic individual who was very meticulous in how things were done and how the body was laid out. And if it was one individual, then he was showing this kill off to the police. He wanted them to find it. He put it in a spot where it was direct, where someone could see it, where someone could find it. And he wanted his name, the paper, and he wanted to be seen and heard and talked about in that kind of 
sadistic killer way. I mean, the the body was literally displayed. I mean, just like I think she was spread eagle almost, and yeah, just I, like displayed out there where any she wasn't hidden under anything. No, she, no, was, she was right in the in an open field an where open field. a mother and child were right. walking. The and mother it, thought it was a mannequin. Yeah, at first. They all thought it was a mannequin because it was in pieces. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was in half. So it's like, it oh. wasn't until she got closer and realized what it was. Yeah. So where I'm at is I like Hodel for this. I really do. I, I think. He does have motive, means, and opportunity. Listening. So his granddaughters or great-granddaughters. I great-granddaughters. Great did a podcast and they talk about the entire family history. They go into a lot more detail than we do. I wanted to cover just the man himself. They cover they cover their mother and their, their grandmother. Lineage. Their, right. whole their lineage. Their lineage, right? Yeah. I love it. They also interview Steven, their uncle. But I'm also on board with you with the whole team thing. And I think it's a man and woman. Why why do you say that? I'm thinking jealous lover. For the man? So what I'm thinking is the man cheated on a woman with her. Woman found out. The woman helped the man kill her just to get her out of the picture. That's that's really good theory because the amount of parties she went to, the amount of people she, I mean, it, it could have been even a big wig, a well-known guy with a wife and a family. Hey, I want you to erase this girl from our lives, from our family, because if this comes out that you cheated on me, you're gonna not only end your career, you're gonna end my happy, rich life, marriage, or whatever. Yeah. So you better erase her. That's what I'm thinking. I was I was going on the maybe it was uh, like a husband wife boyfriend girlfriend something like that. Yep, that makes sense. That's kind of scorn friends. But right. yeah, it does sound like it was a team effort because from what we've talked about, yeah, it does sound because it had to be it had to be a, such a quick drop off. You know what I mean? To uh, even even like a muscular dude, a muscular guy. You can pick up a lot, but it was you pick up and move, move, maneuver it, go grab the other half, maneuver it. It just sounds it like just a lot seems of work. Like a lot of work. work. We've talked about even if someone would weighed like one hundred and fifteen pounds, dead, she was she was. But you're thinking now, add more dead weight. You're it's dead weight. It's not like it's muscle, and muscle fat and bone. And everything that stuff is, is just heavy. It's just, it's a sack. Yeah. It's a sack full of stuff. Yeah. Organs and things like that. Yeah. And of course, picking up a body, even if it's in half, is still awkward to handle anyways. Not that I've picked up many bodies, but. What? You haven't? Well. No. In my free time. I thought thought you, you know, used that metal detector to find bodies. I pick things up. Not metal, just bodies. I pick things up, put things down for a living. That's right. I do too. (laughs) So that's why I was thinking it was. A team lift. Yeah. <laughs> it was a team effort. Yeah. Because to me, two people can do that quick. All right. One help, grab. Me, help me grab this. Go over. Boom. Help well, me grab this. Well, it's one person, or one grabs one, one of the other. That's right, which is still fucked up to think about. It. Yeah. I you mean, grab the front end, I'll grab the back. Like, that's messed up. It is. Yeah. If you think about it, because it's – and the messed up thing is because they drained all the blood, you're not going to get blood everywhere. Right, but you're still—it's still this like skin, muscle, bone, 
and you're carrying like the bottom half of a person. Okay. So if we do think, if we agree that we think it's a team effort, why do you think some of the scars or some of the uh, things were done to the body? Like, could you? Why do you think uh, the scar cut cut across the face was there? Do you think that was okay. done by the male or the so, female? Because if it was done by the female, it could be a vanity thing. If you think about well, it, because that's what, Elizabeth Short could have been too prettier than her. So that's what I was. And saying. that's why she took it out right. on her face. So that's what I'm thinking. The way her face was brutalized, it had to have been some sort of because you're pretty. This is what I'm doing to An you. An issue based on vanity. Because they spent, a, I mean, they spent a lot of work on most of her body, but her face was just so mauled. You know what I mean? Her, her like, her mouth was opened up. It's almost Joker esque. Right. I mean, it was all the way up to her her ears, yes. and then there was small little cuts here and there. So that to me was definitely like, you're too pretty. I'm gonna make sure you are ugly when you're dead. You know, that's so it could have been a, a jealous, like a jealous woman sitting there going, "Hey, you know, you ruined my family, so I'm gonna ruin you." Now, do you think it could have been two women? That's a possibility too. Again, it could have been she slept with both of their husbands, and so now they teamed up and they're like, "I'm getting rid of." I'm them. just trying to think of anything impossible. Right? It could so, I mean, be it's possible. Like, like we said, this case is technically still ongoing. Ongoing. It's not a. We just don't know, and I don't think it'll ever be solved. It's one of those like it gets so old, where it'll people, just go to a cold case. It goes to a cold case. People kind of give up on it. It's unfortunate. It really is, but I don't think they'll ever really find the individual who did but it. But I'm sure in like maybe a hundred years they'll find something about it that'll oh, yeah. come to light or some some sort of new D- evidence or DNA thing yeah, that'll who, come out. Who well, knows what they'll invent later? Oh, we got time traveling police that arresting people who killed people. Well, I'm saying like maybe there was a smudge <laughs> of a fingerprint and all they needed was a partial thing of DNA to right. figure out, hey, we used that fingerprint to pull DNA off, and it was this particular it was this person. That's right. And they yeah. went this whole time without. Can you can you imagine? Or a hair, <laughs> a hair at the scene of the crime, just yeah. something, anything really. So, so that's all I got. That's all I got for so that, part yeah. That's three. All, that's all we got for our uh, Black Dahlia series. Yeah. So uh, thank you all for listening. Please follow us on uh, Facebook at Captivated Minds, on Instagram at Minds Captivated, and email us at CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. If you also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please let us know how we're doing. Leave us a five-star review or uh, don't. Just let us know how we're doing. All right. Thank you. Thank you.